Big Dog Ball Talk, Matt Eichhorn to Jordan Flegel, uh, bringing you the takes that make it quick. Everybody knows that. Uh, it's uh, yep. It's been a, a wild week of NBA action, Jordan, uh, to recap. Uh, you know, uh, there, there's going to be lots of controversial takes, uh, as always here, maybe even more than usual. Probably a lot of rants and uh, probably some slander, outright slander. Uh, mm-hmm. So if uh, you guys are into that, uh, you come to the right place. Uh, you can stick around because <laughs> it's a pretty toxic uh, workplace environment that we've created here, Jordan. Uh, and uh, to, to further toxify this, Jordan, I've got yep. some bad news for you, man. What is it? Uh, fitness is once again my passion, man. Oh. This week, I've been going hard. <laughs> You see that? What was that? That'll be that'll be the Matt end of your day. That's I don't what's know gonna what happen. To that's what's gonna up. happen. I'm gonna I'm gonna it's shred this, uh, this shirt right off like I'm a vintage Hulk Hogan or something, you man. Got this is something you go. don't want to handle. Usually, to go. usually, you know, while I, when I've got you on the ground, I'm just wailing away. Uh, you've got like 20 seconds before I just gas out. Now you're gonna have to deal with that for 45 seconds. You think you're gonna be able to get through that? 45 Matt, second you've onslaught. Never, you've never succeed. Like mm-hmm. you've never even successfully surprised me. Which I don't know. I I would at least you. I don't have to catch you, Mr. Al. No. I'll tell you what I'm going to do right before no. I do. And it. Alex knows you tried to you you tried to put me in a full Nelson coming back from Wise Guys. It did not work. I fought my oh, way I out of that. To, I had the control, man. I had the control. No, you didn't. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm I good for you. Good for you. I too. Um, I same man. Same. I'm I'm getting back I don't on it. You. I, I am. Okay, that. I do it. I, you know, show, show you how committed I am. I played a, a soccer game last night at 11 p.m., okay? And not even mm-hmm. get to go downtown, 4-11. And we, we stuck it out. We got the draw, baby, 1-1. One, one. Uh, with a uh, with, uh, uh, late-game fucking tough save uh, by our keeper, Souza. Shout out, Souza. Uh, he was, you know, he deserved Bitches the game ball. Souza. Yes, they, they do. They really do. But, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm back on my fitness grind as well, Matt. I'll, I'm, I'm going to start, uh, like I used to do, biking over to your place. Getting a run in, sweaty uh, boy, and then uh, you know, yeah, I'm gonna be looking like Hulk Hogan as well very soon. But first, but first, less than a week, I go down to Miami and I just lie on the beach. I'm not gonna be doing much working out down there, unfortunately. But so the summer body will have to wait. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll get a nice tan to go with my muscles. Uh, you're gonna look like uh, like Larry the Lobster by the time you get back. The <laughs> yeah, the, the color of the show, the red you're wearing right now, Raptors red. You're gonna be uh, looking like yeah. That. But I'm not. Uh, I do not. I do not burn nearly as bad as you, Matt. Matt, you're I'm a stork, that's no. for sure. If I'm good at anything, it's yeah, 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 exactly. You are number one. But yeah, but uh, you know, we're uh, we're we're gonna move on from our uh, our, our pasty bodies uh, and start talking about some of the fiery <laughs> uh, controversies and uh, other kind of drama going on in the NBA right now, uh, and a lot of it once again revolving the Los Angeles Lakers. Stop me if you heard this before. Uh, <laughs> not really a bad thing if you're a Lakers fan, uh, but. The free throw disparity for the Lakers has uh, really started to kind of uh, rear its ugly head here. Uh, already the league leaders in uh, differential of free throws by a wide margin. Uh, and this has been something that you know, we've talked about on the podcast even recently uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, you know, the, the how the refing has been, the officiating, whether it's been consistent, whether it's been warranted, uh, and, and whether maybe some of these referees need to be investigated even, uh, depending on these calls. And, you know, we're, we're even going to get into a little bit more of this, not just the Lakers uh, in a little bit here. But... But uh, this was a uh, an interesting one, and I think that it's tough. I think it's a little bit of both things here. Um, but I think at the end of the day, if you're looking at Austin Reeves, of all players, of all people, <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm trying to discredit this guy. I'm not trying to say that he's uh, he's a solid player. Like he'll be an NBAer, I think, for however long he wants to play. I think he's got he's he's got that dog in him. He's got the yeah. skill set. He can play. But 
Austin Reeves should not be getting 13 free throws in a game. <laughs> more free throws attempted than shots attempted. Uh, yeah. More points generated off of uh, his actual, you know, uh, free throws than nearly. Uh, I think it was just a little bit less uh, than was generated from the field. Uh, 12 yeah. points from free throws, 13 points from uh, the field. So right. uh, it's it's pretty insane to to think you know half your points are coming from the free throw line. And you know we've seen guys like James Harden uh, get sh- shredded and ripped alive for uh, you know getting these calls. Even uh, as of late, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, who's not really the greatest free throw shooter, but uh, you know he he can draw a lot of contact. That maybe you know he's the one engaging. But uh, yeah. I mean Jordan, when you look at this one, especially. In the Lakers and Suns matchup, the the free throw disparity was uh, was quite evident. I mean, uh, fifteen uh, free throw or twenty eight free throws for the uh, for the Suns, forty six for the Lakers. I mean, yeah. do you think some of this is uh, a bit of uh, refereeing bias, or uh, is this just the the Lakers getting uh, getting down low and forcing the whistle? Yeah, well, I mean, as as usual, it's I think it's probably a bit of both. Like, uh, I mean. I don't know. Is it controversial to say the league wants the Lakers in the postseason? Probably. <laughs> I mean, no. We can get hey, into David, that David part of it. David Stern, man, the, I mean, the goat. He said, if if you could have a dream finals matchup, it's Lakers, Lakers versus Lakers, Lakers, baby, every year. Yeah. So, I mean, we can go down that route because yeah, I, I, that, that's just kind of what it feels like. I mean, the the Suns, they're not a particularly good team at getting to the line. I mean, we'll see when they get. Uh, uh, you know Kevin Durant back in the lineup, and Devin Booker's getting better at that. But they're 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 a team that likes to shoot the mid range shot. You don't get yeah, a lot of fouls yeah. from that. Lots of threes, um, and you know Aiden. I think Aiden, I think they might be the second least amount of shots attempted in the paint in the league. Yeah, yeah. So it's not really they're, part they're of their in the game. bottom. Yeah, whereas the Lakers. Uh, even before the trade, uh, but but you know, uh, as continuing after the the big trades that they've made, like you get a guy like like even Vanderbilt, he likes to go and mess mess around down low and get yeah. in there. Uh, you know, Beasley not as much, but and, and D'Lo not quite as much, but D'Lo gets in there every once in a while uh, and drives it to the basket. But you know, you look at you look at Austin Reeves uh, and, and and Anthony Davis, like the, those those are guys that yeah like like to go in there and, and mix it around and and so I'm actually of, of all the times you know I'm not a Lakers apologist but uh, you you got to go in like the refs can't call it out of absolute thin air right the, the refs mm-hmm. can't just you know make up a call they can give you favorable shit and you know if if yeah if you're the Lakers you know there's there's that sort of you know angle to look at it but. You you actually have to go in there and be physical, and so I give Austin Reeves credit for for doing that. Like he he, he gets into the paint. He's a guy who you know they, people have to respect him as a shooter, um, and and he's he, like he's proving himself to be a like smart deci- decision maker. Like he doesn't shy away from contact. Um, he'll he'll put put his head down and and, and drive it to the rack, and um, mm-hmm. and and he's being rewarded for that. And that's that's kind of always been the case. So. The 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 disparity is kind of crazy, especially when you got got a guy like Devin Booker who I think. You know he's he's so skilled that he, I I, I think some some of it he brings upon himself where he's so skilled he's kind of like Kobe and, and other tough shot makers where he avoids contact when he could just go into a defender a lot of the time so yep. like the the disparity is kind of crazy but like between the two teams but I do think it's a little bit just in how the Suns play and and if you're looking at like the playoffs like if the you know it's uh, hopefully uh you know uh, if, if the league has it their way you know the the Lakers they're in ninth right now you know make it through 
Hopefully, make hey, it who through. Who knows how the, the the Western Conference is going to end up shaking out there? But yeah, literally no idea. I mean, they're they're uh, still just two games back in the win column of Phoenix, who's in fourth. That's how yeah. jumbled up it is. Um, but you know, if 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 we're talking about the playoffs with the Lakers in there, those are the teams that get rewarded, the teams that are hard nosed and 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 go in there and will take the contact and and get to the free throw line. So in this instance, it yeah, it, it, again, the disparity is a little crazy, and I don't I don't like to see that because. Typically, teams you shouldn't have that much of a difference. You should have more than uh, double. Uh, you know the the other team. Like t- t- mm-hmm. teams are, for the most part, playing similar. Uh, you know they, they should have a similar ish amount of possessions. There there there's, you know, enough players across the board that you you should have you know at least comparable amount of free throws. But again, I'm 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 all for the Lakers if that's their strategy. That's how they've won. Uh, you know, a, a, a lot of the games they've won this year, being dom- more dominant in the paint and just being more physical, um, and and that's their game plan, and it's it's been working. I mean, they're still still under five hundred, thirty six and thirty seven. Yeah. So even but, with the uh, referees, if they if they are in their pocket, uh, yeah, know, they, they, there's a possibility they aren't even really doing that much to help them because uh, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're still it's not like they're they're at the top of the West. Yeah. Uh, and, and another, uh, you know, the, the 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 Austin Reeves amount of free throws that's been a conversation that a lot of people have been having actively. But uh, another place to look at when you're coming to the refs, uh, you know, this is less to do with free throws, but just maybe their ineptability to communicate to players or you know the the ability to even just make the right call yeah. uh the, and it's now apparently led to a, a formal protest uh potentially being uh leveled by uh Mavericks owner Mark Cuban towards the league uh protesting the finish of that uh, Mavs and Golden State Warriors game uh yeah. after a, a third quarter uh crazy blunder uh in which apparently the Mavericks were told that it was their ball timeout called then yeah. uh, when play resumes uh the Warriors end up getting the ball in the Mavericks zone, uh, nobody tells the Mavericks. They line up on one end of the court. The the Warriors line up on the other, and then they get a free bucket out of it. Uh, so, kind of. I, I, there's no way they're going to be able to protest this one uh, at all because I mean, it, it, I'm not saying it's shitty, but I mean, two points in the third quarter, you should be able to kind of figure that one out, come yeah. back from it. Uh, I, I definitely think I would like to be on the court to be able to hear what was said initially before that timeout, uh, and because it, it does kind of seem like the refs might have. Might have messed that one up. I'm not yeah. really sure what's going on on, on that call. Uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, the referees do need to kind of, you know, say, what the hell is going on? Why yeah. are they uh, all the way at the other court? Like, it, usually there is a bit of that, that great, that that period of, uh, you know, just being like, you know, this is this is what's going on. Here's the play. Here's the call. Uh, you know, everybody's set and then inbound the ball. I've never seen it where they just look at them all on the other end of the court, obviously confused or unaware of the situation, and then just saying, "All right, yeah, let's just let's just play." Yeah. Uh, here you go, Steph. Uh, feel free to lay this one in. Uh, so, I mean, Jordan, on that one, what what did you see there, and what do you think really is going down? Because the only other time I think in my lifetime that we that I can think of that an actual like, game <clears throat> protest has worked was the uh, the James Harden dunk against, yeah. I believe it was the Spurs, uh, that went in, back out, and in again, and yeah. they said it was a miss. Yeah. Or I guess it didn't go back in, but it went in and then off the rim, and then they had to actually replay the last something like three minutes of that game. Yeah. Uh, but that one made sense because, you know, that's a close game, and that was a, a actual messed up call that, uh, you know, again, prevented them from getting that win. Uh, but here we are with this one. I just don't see anything coming out of this really after, like, it's just it's just stupid. Like the the refs are just so 
so in their own bag, so in their own heads that they will never ever blame themselves for something going wrong. It will always be a player's fault. It will always be a coach's fault. It will always yeah. be the stat keeper's fault. It will never be their fault. And yeah. I think that's what's most frustrating for fans at this point because it seems like the league also will back the refs almost no matter what. Uh, the only yeah. time that you really get to call them out is the uh, last two-minute report. And even then, that doesn't change shit. That just yeah. says, yeah, we understand that we made the wrong call, which, as I've said many times on this podcast, that should just make you more angry. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I'm, I I don't understand, like, in this instance, like, I don't understand why you can't say, okay, let's just, it, like, if I was the crew chief, I would just be like, you know what, let's just replay this. Like, clearly you got, like, it, it would take nothing, even if, yeah. if even if it was after the, the Warriors had scored, and then it's, like, all this confusion, everyone's mad, you know, the, apparently the, the Mavericks announcer, like, announced on the speakers yeah, yeah. that it was, the uh, you know, Mavericks ball, so it's, like, clearly people are confused, like, it's not like... Like I don't know what this isn't like high school where it's like oh they run they, they lined up on the wrong side yeah, like these yeah. are fucking grown ass <laughs> men like why are you treating yeah. them like this if you're a ref and millions of dollars on every single yeah, game like and the games money matter everywhere. and and it's just yeah. not it's just not realistic to and it's just stupid to have to now go through this whole process of challenging it maybe having to replay the last however many minutes God knows when like and like the, no one wants to fucking do that. Just call the play dead. Just say, no, we're going to replay that. Like, you you should have yeah. the power to do that. Like, that would be so easy. But that's even after you made the initial mistake. If you're the fucking ref inbounding the ball and you know clearly the Mavs don't know what's going on, just wait a second. Just like, what, 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 what do you want? And they what, do what? wait. A lot of times they do All give the, the players the time to set. All the time, yeah. And it's like, it's not like... I'm sure they didn't, like, give the Mavs, like, a verbal warning. It's not like the Mavs, like... Because... If, if if you tell a team, you know, if, if the horn blows, the timeout's over or whatever, and you the team's still mm-hmm. in the huddle, and you tell them repeatedly, okay, we got to go, uh, and then they don't come, like, that that's a legitimate, like, basketball thing. If, if the team doesn't come on the court when they should, then you can give it to the other team and they can just go with it because yeah. the, the, the team taking the longer timeout is essentially cheating. But I don't think that that happened. There, it's not like the ref even let the Mavs know what was going on. They were, like, half of them were, no, like, they still were, in they the were huddle on the other side. They were waiting for them to bring the ball over. Yeah, so I was like... It, I, I just don't know how you let it get that far. And again, even if you do, just call it down. Just replay that. Um, and like, uh, why are you listening to Jordan Poole clapping his hands saying, hey, give, give me the ball. Yeah. Like, it's, 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 it was, the whole thing was just ridiculous. And I just, like, there's obviously two ways to look at it. Like, if you're the Mavs, like, okay, you gave up two points. It's It's literally one basket. You should be able to, you know, beat this Warriors team who hasn't been able to win a game on the road all season uh, and yeah. beat them by more than two so that this doesn't have to be an issue. And then you complain all you can complain all you want about it, uh, but actually do it from the point of view that we won the game anyway. Um, and, so and there's of course, that. This was a, a, it was a two-point game, uh, yeah, 127 to 125. So that yeah. basket essentially was the, the differentiator yeah. uh, in winning the game. Exactly, but and so like you, you there, there's that. You wish if you were the Mavs, you could you could have just won the game, just taken care of your business. Because um, it just kind of looks like I don't know. Like I get that they're outraged about it, but you kind of have to just you know t- take the L on this one. I mean, you 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 should have found a way to be able to make up that basket. Um, mm-hmm. But that being said, like I get I get being angry about it. The, I I think this was completely in the you know the the ref's power to be able to change and and avoid this it was completely their fault but a lot of times it's like kind of you know it's it's between you know you can't put the blame all on one person to me this is completely on the refs 
Um, and I wish yeah. I wish they would take you know they, where's the statement about uh, being up you know this is gonna keep us up at night uh, like the LeBron one we, yeah. we need that again because uh, like they they, they should at, at least when it's like blatant like this if they would just fully take responsibility for it we, we we'd probably all feel a little bit better but it's mm-hmm. just I don't know it, it, it's annoying because it, it, yeah it's just the, this idea of replay I, I don't like this idea of replaying shit after the game like you, no. you, you kind of have to keep it within the game because if you if it's you know becomes something else outside of that it's kind of like what what the hell are we even doing and I know the Mavs well, then, are, are you fighting gonna let for their players, lives yeah are you gonna let players that weren't playing that day uh, yeah, exactly. compete or yeah, if somebody's do? hurt that uh, changes everything as well I mean exactly. uh, I, I, I think it I think it has to be a very like finite reason to do it yeah. uh, and I mean at the end of the day you can also as much as the refs are to blame in this I mean Mavericks you should always have your eye on the ball. You're telling well, the five too, guys yeah. on the court and the coaches nobody could spot where the ball was being inbounded at. Yeah. Like, even just to run up and be like, hey, is it not our ball? Yeah. Uh, they were just sitting there, you know, uh, tying their shoelaces, hands in the pockets, not really paying attention. So, uh, I'm I, I'm definitely mixed on this one. But, uh, you know, if there's ever a chance to hate on the referees, uh, you know that uh, I'm always going to be down to, to, yeah. to, to talk <clears throat> down on the officials. So, uh, we're, we're, I'm hoping, I'm really hoping, because we're almost in the, in the fucking postseason and... Man, I really don't want to deal with this in the playoffs. Uh, like, when it really matters, I would rather the refs just go back to old school basketball. Just swallow the whistle. Let these guys bang you know around. Crazy? Let them foul. Mm. Uh, I found I found the freaking March. Uh, I agree with you. The March Madness refing this year has been great in my eyes. They've been better than fucking NBA officials. Like, I've been, I've been, when watching these games. Usually it's the opposite, too. I know. Usually it's like, what the hell are these guys doing? But. I haven't seen anything that's been, uh, you know, uh, really badly affected the outcome of the game or anything like that. They've been way less like they. It seems like they are, but they have thicker skin than they, like they, they they let shit go. Like players, you yeah. know, being emotive and like yelling and stuff. There's not a lot of bit. There's not been a lot of technicals. Um, so yeah. so yeah, that 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 tells that should tell you about the state of re- refing in the NBA right now. Like I'm actually yeah. Normally I'm like you know what it's fine it's whatever. Like I've I've never really had that much of an issue with it. But I do think it's actually getting to a point where I'm 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 kind of pissed off about it. Like, mo- yeah, mostly just because of yeah how they're 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 just weird attitude and the way they're they're completely covered by the league at all times. Yeah, they're, and, they know and it's that like, they're protected. It's just it's it's stupid. Like like the that's only going to lead to more abuse of the officials if you're going to be like if mm-hmm. you're going to like baby them and 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 make sure no one can ever say anything bad about them ever. Like it's completely backfiring. It's like. It's like how Russell Westbrook treats the media, you know, it's like, yeah. you know, and, and, and how he's like, it's the same type of thing of like being completely stubborn, never taking any responsibility or, you know, always putting the blame on someone else. It's just going to feed the fire even more. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm all for uh, hating on the refs as much as I've kind of pumped the brakes on it in the past. And, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. It better be they better tighten it up by the by the playoffs because. These, these, you know, we get a situation like that, like how tight the regular season has been and how up in the air it's been like the same, it's going to transfer to the playoffs in terms of who can win these series. Like, I think we're going to get a lot of close games, a lot of like seven game series. Um, And and if the refs are fucking around, like messing up the outcome of these games, we're all going to be pretty Mm -hmm. ticked off. So, yeah, I've had it up to here. We're going to do this. If we're gonna do that, let's also just let's just make this crazy. Let's just bring back all of the the most controversial referee. I want Joey Crawford out yeah. there, uh, yeah. you know, making making wild calls and signals at the, <laughs> at the end of the day. Uh, yeah. let, let, let's get let's get back to phoning each other. At Where's Dick Pavetta? And, Is he still uh, alive? Yeah, I, the, we'll get him out there, even if not a hologram projection. Yeah. He'll oh, do yeah, his job. Uh, 
But yeah, that, 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 let's just rig it completely. Who gives a shit? Like a wild, yeah. one wild card ref that you don't know what side they're on they're yeah. at, the, at the end of the game. And, and if the, and if, uh, the, the other team can uh, figure out which ref is the mole, then they get an, awarded an additional 10 points. That's uh, pretty which awesome. Which I think could be interesting. Or Jose, Jose, Alvarado, Jose Alvarado dressed up as a ref, like we've always said. Mm-hmm. Like he, he needs to take his uh, Grand Theft Alvarado to the next level. So, you know, get him out there. Um, yeah, it, it just just mix it up uh, because yeah, anything's better than what we've been seeing the last couple weeks. Well, uh, to, to move on here, Jordan, and uh, get into a little bit more actual uh, on court basketball. I mean, uh, as we've been saying for the last couple of weeks, I mean everything is so jumbled. Eastern Conference, Western Conference standings. Uh, you know, we, the, the playoff picture changes every single day. Uh, besides the the proven powerhouses, uh, you know, uh, which it really there isn't many. Uh, I would say outside nope. uh, it would be the the Milwaukee Bucks, the Boston Celtics the Philadelphia 76ers, and the Denver Nuggets. And maybe you include the Memphis Grizzlies in there, uh, or even a Phoenix Suns if they're fully healthy. But even then, a lot of these teams still all have their own question marks and their own uh, you know faults at play that uh, doesn't make them a, a clear-cut favorite to win the title. Uh, this is something we've played at the beginning of the season uh, in, in the past, but we're going to bring it back for the uh, towards the end of the season. It's a little bit of a contenders or pretenders talk. Yeah, uh, we're gonna we're gonna spit out a couple of uh, teams here. And we're gonna decide uh, whether we think that they are legitimate title contenders this year, or uh, they're just pretending and they're just going for runs in the uh, in the playoffs. First team, fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Former NBA champions in 2016. Uh, it's a new look team. Donovan Mitchell has been playing out of his mind, and uh, this team's kind of peaking at the right time. Evan Mobley looking uh, really strong. But Jordan, are the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, title contenders this season, or uh, are they just pretending? Uh, I this is a really good one because I actually I'm not sure if you could have told me like a team in the league that I feel more kind of on the edge about, like which category mm-hmm. to put them in. But I. I, I, I'm going to call them pretenders, but there's it's actually uh, you know it's a uh, you know it's like a classic you know it's not me it's you kind of, or it's not you it's me kind of thing like it's not about them really it's about the mm-hmm. three teams above them in the East that they would have to beat you know one of them to uh, to to get through oh, to they're, they're going to have to beat two well yeah ex- exactly unless some kind of crazy upset happens for the uh, the red hot Miami Heat or something yeah yeah and even hey I mean even the two teams below them New York and Miami uh, I think either of them could give Cleveland a a pretty good run for their money so sure um, like w- w- no matter what you know how it shakes out I, I think Cleveland is a great team. I think they're really well constructed. My guy Isaac Okoro, who I've been pulling for all this time, I've, I've sold the stock, hit a, hit a game winning three. Who would have thought? Um, you know, he's still off. not good. Hey, come on, man. He he tries. Okay, uh, I'm I'm still in the corner of Isaac Okoro, but uh, I don't know if he can be their uh, their big wing. Uh, that that's actually Chetty still. So you know, I I, I love both of those guys, but uh, mm-hmm. they 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 uh, I I like the way they're constructed. Obviously, incredible backcourt, incredible frontcourt. I just think, you know, they, they don't have a lot of deep playoff experience outside of Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I as, as much as I love Donovan Mitchell, I think he becomes a fairly manageable person to guard if you have a really good defense when you get, the deeper you get into the playoffs. Like, he's not, mm-hmm. he's not a Kawhi, a LeBron, any of these big guys who can really uh, just go and easily get his own shot, say, at the end of a game. Like, he's still, at the end of the day, he's still 6-1. He still uh, needs to sort of work in the pick and roll, take tough shots. Um, and, and if he's sort of your lead guy, um, I, I'm not saying he couldn't he couldn't be the, you know, best player on a championship team if you had a really, really good, you know, complement around him. But the fact that 
he's their guy to go get like a tough shot at the end of a game. I would really like a guy a little bit taller, uh, you know, in that spot, like a guy who could mm-hmm. uh, do it a little easier. And I just think, you know, the the, the good, big, rangy defenses that they're going to come up against are, are going to be able to shut him down at least somewhat. Um, and then, you know, you look at their, their, their front court, great defensively, but neither of those guys, I, I, I'm not going to trust them scoring the ball, you know, at the, you know, you're not going to throw it to either of those guys in, 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 a, in a one point game, uh, you know, with, with four minutes yeah. to go, uh, and expect too, too much good to come out of it. So I think they're a really good team. I, I think, I think if, again, like we've been saying since they put this team together, if you gave them one more guy who could sort of fill that role, um, in that in that sort of three four kind of swing spot like like a Jeremy Grant uh, or someone like that like doesn't mm-hmm. have, it's not going to be one of the you know premier sort of superstars in that um, uh, in, in that who, who plays that position in the league obviously but someone a little bit better a little bit uh, a guy who can go get his shot sort of in that situation mm-hmm. I, I I'd feel a lot better about them but I, I do think that's that's been their sort of the thing I've been worried about for them all year and I just don't think they have enough to overcome it. But but again, you put them... If Cleveland was in the West, like... I, different story, I, yeah. It's yeah. a completely different story. Like, I could see them beating almost anybody in the West, but it's those three teams in the East that I just don't think they can do it. So, it, it again, nothing nothing to do with them. I, they're having an incredible season, but I'm going to have to go with slight pretender. Yeah, I, I think I kind of lean towards the same. I think Donovan Mitchell's a beast in the playoffs. We've seen him kind of with the Jazz just completely yeah. turn it on. Uh, you know, historic uh, scoring performances in the past. Uh, and, and again, Garland has been you know decent this year. Uh, Mobley's been amazing down the stretch of the yep. year, looking uh, it, it, all, every single uh, inch of the uh, the prospect we thought he could become. Yep. And Jared Allen's always going to hold it down. One of the most underrated setters, just uh, flat out. Yeah. But outside of that big four that they've kind of got, I mean. Their bench is pretty weak too. I mean, yeah. even in a playoff like a thin rotation, uh, eight-man rotation, you're telling me Ricky Rubio, Chetty Osman, Isaac Coro, and then you know you've got Karis Levert and Coro splitting uh, starts. Let's say, yeah. but those four aren't striking fear in anyone's heart. What about Dean, Dean Wade, Wade huh? no, Dean Wade, not striking fear. Be great Danny if they had Green, Kevin Love for God's sake. Fear. Kevin Love would yeah, be nice. That, Fucking again, that tr- that trade was still. A little odd, uh, <laughs> I can say. That's true. It's still a little odd. Uh, Lamar Stevens, same thing. Like they're all they're solid NBAers. They're solid players. They'll be around. But I mean, this just isn't the depth that they need, especially in the East. When you know, like if anybody goes down, God forbid, or anyone gets into foul trouble in a game, yeah. they're not going to have the replacements to come in and really work. And again, they have such a specific game plan because they use that kind of twin tower system down low with Mobley yeah. and Allen that. When you try to break from that and then fit them in with these pieces, it just won't work as well. Yeah. Uh, and, and as much as it gives them an advantage height-wise, I also think in the small ball generation, I, I would be shocked to see a team with two dominant like seven-footers down low, uh, you know, make a run through here because you know e- yeah. even as great as a defender as they both are, uh, you know, for their size, I just think that eventually in crunch time when people go small, they're going to get run off the court. And I mean, the, the they've they've got a lot of. A lot of disadvantages. As much as it's a great team altogether, uh, I just think that game plan and stylistic-wise in the playoffs, you know, I could see them win the first round, uh, you know, beating the Knicks or the Heat or whoever they end up matching up with. Uh, but I, I, I don't think that they get past, as you said, any of those big dogs in the Eastern Conference right now. So I, I'm also going to have to go slight pretender. But they're one of my top vibes teams. I love oh, the Cavs. Great. I will root for them. I love the Cavs. So yeah. we'll, uh, we'll we'll see how they go there. Uh, another team now I'm going to throw out here, Jordan, for you. Uh, they're a uh, this is a, a, a team that we 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 were uh, we've talked about uh, before and uh, like just just now 
And they're, they're, as I said, they're red hot. They're catching fire right now. Uh, they're 7-3 and three in their last 10, one, two straight now. The Miami Heat have really started to kind of hike up their socks. Jimmy Butler says he doesn't start playing for real until the <laughs> second half of the season, and it kind of <laughs> looks like it right now. Yeah. Uh, as they continue rising up the ranks, I mean, do you think that uh, last year's number one seed uh, and possible like, one shot away from making the NBA Finals, do you think that they uh, could possibly find their way back into the Conference Finals or even the NBA Finals this year? Uh no, no. They got to be pretender for me. Pretenders, I, interesting. Okay. I, uh, uh, same, almost for the same reason as as Cleveland. Like I don't think you know if, if they're in six, uh, or, you know if they stay in six and they have to face Philly or Boston, um, I, I I think they're significantly worse than they were last year. Just because everyone's a little bit older, Kyle yeah. Lowry doesn't look like he he can do he's much at bad. all anymore. Like he's yeah, sad. Uh, I, and I. I, I I'm not going to give up on Kyle Lowry until I see it. I, I fully expect him to look fucking terrible in game one and then come out and have, like, a, you know, hit eight threes or something crazy. Like, that, that's just what he he's, he does. Like, I, I'm not I'm not ready to give up on uh, my guy yet. But I, like, another team that's just not it, it, not overly deep, like, they, they've got, and mm-hmm, they've got mm-hmm. a few good guys they bring off the bench, but then they've, you know, when, when, when Kyle Lowry isn't playing uh, all that well, you've got Gabe, Gabe Vincent and... Tyler Hero in the backcourt. That's a big defensive liability there that you've got to kind of cover up. Uh, you know, what What do you do with Duncan Robinson? You know, you've got Kevin Love starting. What, what Who's he going to be able to defend, uh, especially if he's out there with Bam? Like, he's going to be f- fucking flying all over the place. Uh, you know, is, is he mm-hmm. going to be able to hold up? Um, and so, uh, for me, if I had to sort of uh, predict, you know, if you, if, if, if you ask me whether or not Miami would get out of the first round, I would actually say no because uh, interesting. Okay. Unless they were able to catch New York uh, and and uh, you know be in that fifth seed and and, and get a matchup with the Cavs, um, mm-hmm. but even then I would pick the Cavs over them. They might go seven games, but I think you know it, it's kind of out of the question for them to get home court uh, in the first round if you're Miami. Like they're they're well. I, I think the the top four in the East are pretty well locked up unless unless Cleveland goes on some sort of crazy backslide, mm-hmm. um, and so then. I, 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 as much as I respect Miami for their vets, for Jimmy Butler is one of the you, you could you could say you could argue he's like top five player once the playoffs come around. He's just absolutely incredible. Um, I don't I think, think I, think I had him have top enough. ten in the in the NBA even coming into the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I, I I'll, I'll say this. I, I I don't I don't view them as full title contenders, but in a weird way, I honestly do see them as more of a a team that has the legs to go deep than the Cavs. Because of the way the team's constructed. Me too, constructed. maybe. I would honestly say yeah. maybe too. Just and, the experience. And, and, yeah, the experience, uh, the veteran factor is obviously going to be a huge advantage on their side. But I think they're just a tough defensive team. And at the end of the day in the playoffs, uh, everything gets gritty. The scores are going to drop. Uh, and these are going to be matchups that the Heat are going to feel comfortable in. They're going to feel uh, you know right at home. Uh, I, I just wouldn't want to face this team. And I think no. that... Even in a losing effort, they're going to kind of have that poison pill effect on some yeah. of these teams. Uh, yeah. You know, they're they're going to run them ragged, and then when they get to the next round, who, uh, so I'm going to say this right now: whoever beats the Heat will still lose in the playoffs. Oh, they won't shit. get to the finals, no matter who it is, because I think that they're just going to be, you know, they're going to be beat up. They're going to yeah. be dead tired because you're going to have to give your all to beat this team. Like they yeah. are, uh, they're an energetic squad, and they know just what they need to do to get the win. So you have to bring your A game, or else they'll take advantage of any any shortcomings that you give. Yeah, well, Matt, who who would you rather uh, they they get in a in a first round, Boston or Philly? It looks like it'll probably be one of those two. Even I though, think yeah. honestly, 
if you're if you're the uh, if you're the Heat, you probably want the Celtics. Or probably, pardon me, you probably want the 76ers rather. I think yeah. you want the 76ers because you have one of the only guys in the league that, and I'm not saying Bam can lock down Joel Embiid by any means. I mean, there's still a huge size disparity there. Yeah, but. Matchup-wise, I think that you can at least limit him a little bit better than almost any other team in this league. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you got Jimmy Butler attacking Tobias Harris or, uh, yeah. you know, D'Anthony Melton, Tyrese Maxey, James Harden. Like, you've got guys who are not great defenders going against guys who are not afraid to throw their shoulder into the body and barrel their way to the rim. Like, yeah. I think that is probably the toughest stylistic matchup that they could get. I still think the 76ers edge them out, but that, that, that would be the first-round series right now. And I think that one goes six, seven games, and the Sixers are going to be dead tired yeah. afterwards. Uh, the Celtics, I think, Celtics, I think Tatum and Brown would eat them alive. I don't think that they would have enough depth to be able to kind of stop those guys defensively on the wing but uh i mean jimmy butler's proven us wrong before so i'm, I'm not sure but i i think if they could pick their uh, their challenger i think they'd take on the 76ers yeah yeah I, I i i think you're probably right um but i will say like this boston thing if 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 boston doesn't have a healthy time lord and you've got old man horford out there Bam mm-hmm. destroys the Celtics no matter what. Bam is like the Celtics fucking crypt keeper. And if True, they don't yeah. have any of if if they're missing um Rob Williams and and yeah, if, if Al Horford doesn't, you know, somehow become Superman again in the playoffs, like I could see him giving them complete fits uh and really mm-hmm. just dominating the glass on both sides, uh, making it hard for for Boston's players to get inside. They don't like to get inside that much anyway. They're really a, mm-hmm. a jump-shooting team, Three, and, yeah. and, and, and and that almost makes it easier for Miami to defend them. So either either matchup, I think, will be very, very interesting and juicy. I'm almost, I almost hope it's Boston again just to see the rematch and just see... I think Miami would be motivated. You know, it, it, they're they're both playoff rematches. Obviously, you know, last year Miami beat Philly in six, and then and loses to Boston. So either one will be exciting. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I, if if Boston, I'm telling you, if Boston can't get this front court rotation, uh, you know, thing figured out, if they're relying on fucking Mike Muscala and Blake Griffin out there, I yeah. think it might. Uh, you know, Tatum and Brown can do as much heavy lifting as they want. And if you got Marcus Smart out there bricking shots. I'm I'm a little I'm I, we talked about them last pot. I'm a little worried about Boston. Like Boston's gonna need yeah. to the vibes it, are bad. If, if Jalen Brown just recently said he's he's, oh, he's only sticking around as long as they want him there because yep. he brought up the Kevin Durant uh, rubbing elbows with uh, with Tatum. I yep. I think that there might be some uh, drama behind the, the 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 closed doors here in Boston. And and that that's that's tough. That's a tough it, thing to deal with right around play, playoff time. Yeah, if you're a bending stick, the last person you want to come and fucking pull on it is the Miami Heat, especially if you're Boston. Mm-hmm. Like they, there's, there's just no... If I'm Boston, I'm terrified to face them. So I really hope that's how it, it sort of shakes out, that Philly can overtake Boston again for two, and then we can get a 3-6 Boston-Miami uh, Eastern Conference Finals rematch. Because um, I think that's going to be theater, man. That's going to be uh, you know I- incredible. But but like, like you were sort of breaking down with Philly, that'd be another awesome rematch as well so uh, and yeah I, I i i i think you're right I, I, as much as i think um like and, and for what i've just said about boston they'll still have home court i, I i'm not saying 100 they're a great team they're an you, incredible you team i'm not saying that you know miami would beat them uh necessarily i just think it'd be a great series but i, I do think i i kind of agree that you know if 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 someone's gonna make a sort of deep move and sort of come out of left field i i do think it might might be more likely that it's Miami than it is Cleveland, but they're they're, they're both good teams. Um, Cleveland will have the advantage of having home court, 
Um, but but we'll see, man. Uh, yeah, that that that's one thing. No one in the league, you know, no one in the East can deny. You don't want to you don't want to face Miami. <laughs> they're they're uh, still pretty tough. And the the last team I'm going to throw out here, Jordan, contender or pretender, the third seed in the Western Conference. Uh, looks like the, the the Grizzlies now with John Morant back are reclaiming that second seed from them. Uh, but the Sacramento Kings. They've had an amazing regular season, one of the most entertaining teams to watch in the, the NBA this year, uh, yep. bar none. But are they really contenders right now, even though they've been one of the best teams in the in the league, record-wise, uh, all season long? Are they really contenders, uh, this, this young and inexperienced Kings team? Because as much as I like the way that they're laid out, and I think the future is bright in Sacramento, if they can kind of keep building upon the core that they've got here with uh, Sabonis and Fox, I just still kind of like the Cavs. This team just isn't there yet to me. Uh, and I think it's going to be a tough bounce back, I think, for them through the playoffs, especially yeah. when you look at how heavy the the, the bottom of the, the Western Conference playoff race is going to end up being. They're going to play a killer, most likely. Yeah, yeah. Well, Matt, before I get into it, I mean, I, we, we've been talking about it all all year about, like, you know, the, the top three in the West might not be the best teams in the West when it gets to, mm-hmm. you know, playoff time. Who would you, who would you take coming out of the West – uh, if you had to bet, one of the top three or four through six. So that's Denver, either Denver, Memphis, or Sac, or Phoenix, the Clippers, yeah. or Golden State. Yeah, I'd take the bottom three. No, I no probably doubt. would too, I mean, which is crazy. Like Phoenix, I still think is my. Like, I, they were my pick in the preseason, then they're yeah, definitely you got my pick lucky. now with Kevin Durant. Yeah, uh, as long as he sticks it out. I mean, the Suns are, are going to be a really tough team to beat. The Clippers, are, as much as I hate on them, and we're going to talk about them a little bit here yeah. uh, uh, right after this, uh, You know, as we kind of progress through the season, like the Clippers will always be a tough out. And even the Warriors, like you don't want to play Steph Curry and the Warriors in the playoffs. No. Like that's that they, they, as, as bad as they've looked at times this year, you don't want to play. Yeah. So I, I, I would take those three over the Kings that have never been in the playoffs, the Grizzlies who – have had so many distractions and are, you know, the bad boys and make to, might get into a little too much trouble. And then the Nuggets who just never really seem to get the job done in the playoffs. Yeah. So I am I would definitely go on the, the later stages of the, 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 the seedings rather than the top three. Yeah, yeah, which is, which is fucking crazy. I mean, it's been such an interesting and weird uh, situation there at West. Because the top three are the only ones who have really, like, separated. They're the only ones above the pack. Like, everyone else from Phoenix down, like we were talking about. Like, th- Phoenix has 38 wins in fourth. Utah in 12th has 35 wins, like still in the mix. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, you know, it, it, it's been a crazy story all season. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at Sacramento, I mean, I, if by contender you mean like they could make the conference finals and finals, I actually might go with yes. Ooh, because but ooh, they're, they're that not would winning. Be spicy, man. They're not that would winning. Be spicy. They're not winning. Hey, even, uh, I think if, if the Kings get to the conference finals, that's a that's a freak freaking out. W. That's they'll a freak huge out. win. Yes, and but he, he, here's why I think it, it, it maybe could happen. I mean, you're talking about vibes. Like Sacramento, I think has the most solidly good vibes of any mm-hmm. of those teams out west. Like Denver, I think kind of falling apart Monk right and now. Darren Fox, their bromance has really blossomed and affected the rest. Kentucky, of the team. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you know Memphis still question marks there. Phoenix, we don't know what they look like. Go down the list. The Clippers, like we're going to talk about this this Paul George thing. Uh, down the list, you know, Golden State, we don't know what they are. So Sacramento, I, I, I think teams, like, I think teams are going to fall into a trap of thinking, oh, we want Sacramento in the first round. Can you imagine going into that building in the first round? Like how, in those first two games, like how fucking crazy that building is going to be with how 
high-powered Sacramento's offense is. Like, I don't even mm-hmm. care about how bad their defense is, which might be the worst in the league. Yeah. I think they can, other than, you know, the, the, the fucking bottom feeder teams, um, I can, like, see the, the, the Kings just outscoring whoever they play in the first round, even if it sticks as the matchup is right now, Golden State. As crazy as it sounds, I can see Sacramento beating Golden State if they have home court. Like, because yeah. Golden State's going to have to go in there and win. They're going to have to deal with, like, I, I, I just think Sacramento's offense is so high powered that, like, fine, it, it's, it becomes a shootout. Uh, and, and, you know, so, they're, they're so not playing any defense. Sabonis will probably have a mismatch uh, against almost every single team that they're going to oh face God. in the playoffs, yeah. outside of maybe Jokic. But even then, on defense, Jokic isn't really going to be able to stop him. Not really, no. And you get get him in foul trouble. So that's why I, I would not like just kind of like how you said or, or how I said before. You know, d- does Miami uh, get past you know the the first round? I would actually bet right now that Sacramento gets past the first round, and then if they get to depending on who they match up with. It, it would be kind of shocking the if they win another one, but yeah, the Grizz or they or, could do it. Uh, you know, that would be a, a clash of styles. But I mean, uh, they, they're they're similarly constructed. I mean, De'Aaron Fox and John Morant would go toe to toe. Sabonis yep. and uh, Triple J would be uh, an interesting matchup to watch. So yep. then it just really comes down to who's got a better supporting cast. And I think uh, offensively, at least, it's definitely the Kings. Yeah, the Kings. Their their offense is absolutely unstoppable. And I mean, if you. If, if if you take what they've been doing in the clutch this year and Deer and Fox and winning close games, like th- th- those are playoff games, and if they can carry that over and win close games, they maybe you know steal one on the road here, you know, like uh, uh, all this talk about their defense, it, it's true, and I and that's why I you know there's no way in hell they're beating anyone in the East, and it would be a shock if they got to the finals, but like if 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 we sort of woke up uh, at the end of April or whatever it is, and it was Denver versus Sacramento in the conference finals. I wouldn't be shocked if Sacramento beat Denver just because they're the two teams that don't play a lot of D. And and this year, as amazing as Jokic has been, uh, Sacramento's offense uh, and their shooters and their their weapons has been, you know, a little bit more impressive offensively. So mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 actually going. You know, again, I'm kind of on the knife, and I'm kind of rooting for a team that hasn't had a lot of success. I mean, it's. Yeah. They might lose in the first round. They might get knocked out by, you know, whoever they face. But I, I can see a world where Sacramento somehow does uh, win a couple rounds uh, and is, you know, in a dogfight in the conference finals. As crazy as that uh, as that would be. I just think their offense is that good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back, uh, I'm sure, evaluating the, the true contendership of some of these teams uh, as, as we go. But uh, one of the teams we want to take a deep dive in here, uh, you know, Jordan alluded to it a little bit here. Uh, but Paul George going down, uh, going to miss the remainder of the regular season, two to three weeks with an ankle injury. Uh, huge blow what for is the Clippers. This team? Huge blow. Uh, I mean, they, they, they just yeah can, can never seem to catch a break. Nothing ever really lines up uh, perfectly. I mean, last night, uh, and that's uh, we're recording this on Friday uh, morning, so uh, this is the, the OKC game. You know, Russell Westbrook and Kawhi uh, really combined a, a nice dynamic duo there. But yeah. I don't know if you're going to get that much production out of Russ and uh, Kawhi on the same night. Uh, any, any given time, so it's going to be interesting to you know see how that the season's going to play out. But like we said, they're not that far away from uh, you know the ten seed, three games. I yeah. think they're probably safe. Yeah, uh, and it's actually two and a half games. Pardon me, uh, but they're probably safe. They'll make the playoffs. Uh, but right now, they could fall into the play-in potentially if they yeah. don't. Like they've got to play their hearts out here. And even then, you play your heart out. You uh, you know wear your heart in your sleeve, and you go into the playoffs kind of gassed because you had to put so much effort into just making it to the playoffs. Yep. 
that could also be costly. And we don't know how drastic uh, this Paul George ankle injury is going to end up being. I mean, he's only out three weeks, so you would assume it's uh, you know nothing um, like terrible. But at the same time, you I'm kind know. of I'm kind of skeptical on it because yeah, I think that they, that the timeline just happened to line up to when the season was over to make him available for the playoffs. Yep. He might come back, and we've seen him struggle in the playoffs before, uh, especially with the Clippers. Uh, so I I would if I'm a Clippers fan, which I know there's not many of you out there, but <laughs> I would be pretty uh, I'd be pretty worried about this Clippers team right now. There and their overall health because who knows? I mean, Kawhi could pull that hammy at any time, and Uncle Dennis is going to wheel him off the court, Paul Pierce style, and you'll never <laughs> see him again. So uh, I mean, Jordan, how, how worried are you about the Clippers right now after this Paul? George injury. Yeah, it's well, you, you before I get into it, you alluded to it. Kawhi, 32, 6 and 6, 13 for 15 plus 16 on the night and four steals. What a yeah. Kawhi is officially back and I know we've that's been the case for a couple weeks, but that that that's always been like the thing that the Clippers needed more than anything if they like the the, the only thing that really mattered if if you were going to say, "Oh, you know, the, the the Clippers can actually make some noise and go deep." Um so they they've got that piece of the puzzle, but again, like this this injury could not have happened at a worse time. And I just don't I just don't understand how the Clippers like are even still a fucking organization. Like what? How is this possible that they just can't get any sort of semblance of cohesion like this team? Like I legitimately still don't know. Like this is crazy to say. I don't even know how good a team with Paul George and Kawhi in the playoffs even is because we haven't even yeah. really seen it. Like they. They, they both play a couple games together, one of them goes down, and then it's just them. It's one of the guys in the surrounding cast. Like in the conference finals against Phoenix a couple years ago when Phoenix made the finals, there was no Kawhi, so it was like Paul George playing really well and Reggie Jackson and all these guys. And then, you know, there's there's been times where Paul George has been, you know, either out or fucking looking like shit, and it's just Kawhi in the surrounding cast. And it's like, I, I don't know if we're ever going to see both of these guys playing at a high level at the same time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and then, what does Ty Lue do? Like he doesn't know. Like how? Like it's just. I feel uh, he, he's the coach I feel the most for in the entire league. Like he's just got such a tough job dealing with all this rotating fucking cast of of guys. Um, man, he, and, he's a professional star manager. That's what oh, his coaching career has been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's a great coach. I, I, I he's like uh, I, I I give the Clippers you know like 25% more of a chance just because he's such a good, uh, you know, he's able to make so many like quick and smart adjustments like when he does get in these playoff series. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But it, it's, how can you, how can you not be worried? Like I just, this, this team is just, it, it's a joke. The Clippers, you're, yeah. you're a joke. Like what the, you, you can't like, and SGA's, I know you beat the Thunder last night, but SGA fucking is, is looking like one of the, you know, best young guards in the entire league, like fringe MVP candidate. And you've got two guys who just can't, for the life of them, put it together at the same time. And it's like, best case scenario, Paul George comes back for the start of the playoffs. Best case scenario, you, you keep your, you know, fifth seed, maybe even more than that. You're in the fourth seed. You get some home court advantage. Yeah. First of all, your home court advantage is shit. No one cares. It doesn't even if if, if you're the Clippers, you, you know, you... You're basically playing in the you know the Lakers arena. I know you physically are, but like it's not like you have this rowdy home crowd. Um, although you know they they do show out a little bit for playoff games, but I swear it's mostly Lakers fans. Uh, back in the day when the Lakers <laughs> were the bad, yeah, they, when the Lakers were bad, they they needed something to cheer for. But um, you know, they, 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 let's say all those those things happen. You've got home court. Paul George comes back, like. Are you still going to be throwing Russell Westbrook out there in these big uh, playoff games? Like, is he still? Because he's he's going to lose you some of these, and you're going to be going yeah. up against 
like uh, as as jumbled as it is, as we keep saying, if, if you are that four seed, you're either going to be playing fucking Phoenix, who will just have Kawhi, uh, uh, KD back, or Golden State. Like all these teams that have um, you know a, a lot more cohesion and have played together for extended mm-hmm. periods of time and know how to win. Um, and and I just I I I, I don't think. Uh, you know, if, if 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 you're looking at say Phoenix and the Clippers, for example, you're looking at those two guys that they need coming back, respectively, KD to Phoenix and uh, Paul George to the Clippers. Like KD, I trust will come back and look almost immediately like himself because he's shown that. Paul George has not right. shown that. Who knows? After three weeks, he could have another setback. He could be out for the first round of the playoffs. And if that's the case, I don't even know if the Clippers get past that round. So. Yeah, I, yeah. I I just I, I don't know what to say about the Clippers. Like it's just the same story again and again and again. It's like oh this team's dangerous. Oh, be, even though they haven't shown me anything, I'm gonna fucking pick them in the preseason to win the NBA title for some reason. Just because yeah. this hypothetical team has you know is gonna be really good. I'll say again, yeah. I still don't like their fucking construction. I still don't like that Russell Westbrook's their best option at point guard, and that outside of their their two star wing guys, they've just got uh, you know a, a lot of players just kind of competing for you know minutes out there on the court. They just got even... scores. That's all yeah. they have. Just got off the bench scores. Yeah, and I don't even know who Tyloo trusts, uh, you know, yeah. at the end of the day. Like, who, what's going to be their five-man lineup at the end of the day? Is Terrence Mann going to be out there? Is Norman Powell going to be out there? Is Eric Gordon going to be out there? When do you play Zubac? And when you're not playing him, like, can you trust, uh, you know, Marcus Morris out there at the five? Like, so many questions still exist for the Clippers. And be yeah, this... at the Clippers game wondering why the fuck Batum in. <laughs> yeah, and fucking, uh, like, this, yeah, Paul George thing. Like a lot of under these other injuries, like he, uh, like to, to to other stars, especially out west, yeah, with LeBron, KD, all these guys, Anthony Edwards, like you can't you can't be screwing around, um, you know, uh, it, it's just you know you, you've you've got Kawhi to keep you afloat, but I don't know, I'm just I, I I once again I could see the Clippers, yeah, hypothetically putting it together and with their talent winning a couple rounds, but. I don't know. Like, I literally don't know. I, I legitimately don't know if I would pick them to, you know, if I had to put money on it, even coming out of the first round. I, I really don't know. Yeah. I think you uh, also, I think right now you have to be worried about Kawhi's mental state, man. He, uh, <laughs> he He's sensitive about the Dorcher rack. Yeah. Uh, he, Lou Dorch clamping him up in the, uh, the, the game before this. Uh, yeah. He said, oh, yeah, the people that call him that uh, don't know basketball. Sorry, yeah. Kawhi. Dribbling back and forth like that a 50-year-old terrible. man at the rack Come on, was Kawhi. one of the worst possessions I'd seen him ever <laughs> take. So, uh, yeah, I, I think there's definitely some definite worries uh, around the, uh, the, the Clippers this season. And we've kind of said it from the start that this team should not be looked at as a definite favorite a or contender, really. They, I don't, they, like, they need to be clowned yeah, even more than they are. It's true because yeah, they haven't proven anything in any of these years. One conference no. final, and that was the bubble. No. Uh, I mean, it, it's the, this team just doesn't have the legs right now, literally and figuratively, to, to get to the finals. And okay. uh, if, if they do, I'll, I'll be completely shocked. But yep. uh, you know, they, they've got a lot of shit to work out still. And the, the worst part of it all is, at the end of the season, ninety percent of their players are on loan, so yep. they're not even going to be around to kind of help rebuild and restructure this. And quiet, not Paul a George video game. Any younger? Like this is no. not a video game. You have to be an actual team. Like you, the Clippers yeah. are the least team of any. And have any of these fucking other teams like they 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 did yeah. not put any time together playing all together healthy like it's just it's just not going to work you can't just throw talent on the page and expect results that's what they keep doing year after year um, and yeah it's it's not going to work. You already know the Bombers got some kind of a, 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 a like an Excel spreadsheet open. He's oh gonna, yeah, okay, yeah. Russell Westbrook. He doesn't get it. <laughs> PG one. Okay, great. Uh, that looks good. Uh, former MVP. That's very nice. Uh, now I want to talk uh, about toilets. 
Yeah, let's do it. Uh, one of the, the toilet bowls of the uh, the NBA, the New York Knicks. Gotcha. Uh, they, they, yeah, they've 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 had a uh, they've had a an up and down season. Still sitting fifth in the, the Eastern Conference, very respectable. But and this is a little bit older news, but you know we, we weren't able to talk about it. We had to talk about it. Julius Randle almost scores fifty. Or almost scores sixty points. Pardon me. He yeah. dropped fifty seven points. Uh, just narrowly missing out on uh, Carmelo Anthony's uh, MSG record, uh, yep. which was a, again a historic game. But Randall was on fire. They still somehow lose to your Timberwolves. Yeah, let's uh, go, baby! In, in a crazy, crazy game. Uh, but Jordan, I mean, when you look at this performance, like Julius Randall has low key had an amazing year. He's Keeping the New York Knicks in the the playoff hunt here, uh, you know, we didn't talk about them as a contender or a pretender, but I mean, one of the things I'd like to even say that right now, I genuinely think that Julius Randle might make an All NBA team this year. He's been oh, that yeah. good, and he's been so important to this Knicks I, team, I'm sure, holding I'm, it down both ends of the court. Like he, I think he might do it again. I I I think he will because. Uh, a combination of him being good and really like really great this year but also like the 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 forward pool is very shallow like it's not like the guards mm-hmm. the guards is going to be tough to fill but there's a lot of forward uh sort of questions with a lot of guys being injured you know across the league so yeah i wouldn't be shocked yeah. at all um and yeah 57 you know eight threes like you know classic julius randall yeah, stroking that thing game uh you know getting into the yeah, mid-range classic as well. julius randall game eight threes well uh <laughs> no, 14 attempts funny, though, but, but that's the thing he was he was just shoot like he it was a weird game like he didn't look how he usually does when he plays uh in the nba and i mean he's been uh like this new age randall where he's just saying fuck everybody i'm gonna go out and ball is yep. it's, it's kind of inspiring three. Yeah, especially by, based on you know how much Knicks fans had turned on him, uh, you know, coming into the year after last year's kind of falling from grace. Like, I, uh, maybe this was the year I should have looked at them as uh, dark horse title contenders. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, uh, like we were talking about, whoever is falls in that four, it looks like it's going to be Cleveland if New York can stay in that five. I'm not. I, I, that's that's going at least six. I would say Cleveland, New York, because uh, that's. They'll be okay. R.J. Barrett fucking sucks. I'm out hey, on him completely. Come on, man. I'm, I'm still in his corner. He had 13 points, the the, the Randall game. That's pretty good. Four I, I'll, give you, I'll, give, I'll give you 13, no problem. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Knicks are, like... The Knicks are a strange team because even Julius Randle, I don't know if it was the game just last night against the the Magic or one of these last two. The Knicks have lost three in a row, including this uh, first... K- kicked off with his Minnesota loss. And, uh, yeah. He, if he you starts, let the Timberwolves score 140 points on you as oh, well, you should you should be embarrassed. Uh, Tibbs is probably you know lost his voice even more than it it, it was that night. Yeah. Like that's uh, yeah. that's pretty embarrassing. But um, the the like J- Julius Randle, uh, there's you know a video going around. Like he he yelled at the ref, got a tech, then gets into it with Emmanuel quickly going into the halftime, yeah. and uh, so it's kind of like this weird maybe those type of vibes are coming back that was the issue with him last year <laughs> he was just angry yelling at everybody yeah. his teammates Flipping the fans, fans everybody so it's like Julius come on get your head in the game here you've been so good don't start doing this now don't start falling yeah. apart and don't start this infighting like you have a really good team you've got you know your steady point guard who's really calm, thing da- calm things down for this this entire squad you know Brunson you've got a good bench you've got good young guys so you know, uh, I know they're going through a bit of a tough stretch right now, but yeah, they, they're still solidly in that five spot, and I just hope Julius can can keep his head because that's been an issue with him. Uh, you know, obviously in the past, so so we'll see. 
obviously some frustration again like as much as the the west is super jumbled up the, the east isn't you know believe below those top three or four there there's still a lot of movement that can happen i mean brooklyn seems to be kind of falling out uh, as people expected them to but there's still yeah. only three games behind the knicks in that in that win column so we'll see we'll see how it all shakes out but yeah i mean julius randall he's 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 been having a great year him and brunson are up legitimately one of the better like combos in the league um yeah. and like 100%. I, I i still think if you do look like, look at a guy like randall he's gonna have issues in the playoffs like getting his shots off he becomes incredibly easy to guard uh i mean quite predictable you know compared to other players of his sort of stature he's kind of like pascal siakam um mm-hmm. but you know I, I think he's finally got more help around him now that he doesn't have to press and and i think uh yeah if he can if he can Sort of keep his cool, keep his composure, and you know when 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 he gets the ball in that mid post, and, and guys know he's going left. Like get that ball out, swing it around, get it to Brunson. He could make good stuff happen. So I, I'm still high on the Knicks, like in terms of possibly winning a first round series and and then getting into a dogfight second round series with with one of the heavyweights here. But it does it does still at the end of the day, like it has since he got there, it kind of does rest on uh, Randall's sort of shoulders with how he's going to uh, how he's going to. You know, take in the pressure that's going to be on him. Yeah. Um. When, when when the playoffs roll around, but yeah, he's he's been having a great year. Wouldn't be surprised if he was all NBA at all. I think he's got a claim. Well, uh, again, congratulations, Randall, on getting that uh, insane fifty-seven piece uh, the combo to finish off uh, the pretty yeah. much finish off the regular season, and uh, this will be a, a performance that'll go down in the history books. Uh, boy, what a weird performance, but uh, definitely an impressive one, nonetheless. But uh, we would like to uh, put on an impressive performance on our follower count. Uh, so yeah. go hit us up at Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at Big Dog Ball Talk. Give us a follow. I just help posted us grow a TikTok and, uh, the other day. Oh uh, shit! Here I we did. go. Yeah, so uh, we got new stuff coming out there uh, all the time. Go check it out. Go check it out. Yeah, we're yeah. probably looking sexy. If you ever yeah. want a picture, of what we look like, uh, you know, our radio smooth voices. Uh, oh yeah, Jordan looks really good there. Uh, we'll but be on uh, it, it, uh, you really do give us a follow. Come on, help us out here, yeah. uh, and we'll help you guys out, bring you more and more content, uh, and uh, you know, different ways to hit your airwaves. So. Uh, Follow us at Big Dog Ball Talk. And uh, that's all we have for today. Uh, we'll be back Monday to recap the weekend's action uh, around the NBA. And uh, we'll also be recapping the Sweet 16, the Elite Eight of the uh, March Madness Tournament. Uh, my, my Tennessee Volunteers, they my final. Sorry, pick. buddy. They're out. They're done. Uh, yeah. FAU. It's just Houston uh, now. FU, bro. Uh, <laughs> it'll be, uh, it, yeah, Houston, I'm, I'm, I'm counting on you here. I got a futures on them as well. I need yeah. this to hit, Jordan. So uh, everybody pray for Houston. Uh, let's pray for uh, let's Creighton, get this please, too. We need Princeton. Princeton. Sure out of there they've had enough of uh you know they've had their fun get the fuck back to uh where, where where's princeton new jersey uh i don't know I don't yeah know, League, bunch whatever. of nerds eggheads yeah. nerds uh, Let's go yeah, don't support the nerds uh go blue jays and as my good friend jordan always and toronto blue jays by the way um uh tim horton's coffee is terrible matt mm-hmm. terrible mm-hmm. i don't know if anyone in the mm-hmm. u.s listens and you think oh tim horton's great you know they're a great institution for the rumors. get the coffee it's t- I think that's just how worst. bad coffee is in the states. That uh, they think the Tim Hortons coffee is good. Oh shit, that's gonna be terrible. I'm going. Uh, I'm going down to Miami. Well, I'll have to find you know, uh, uh, you know, espresso or whatever. You know, I'm sure they've got great coffee shit down there. Nine fifty um, American. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm we'll we'll gonna have to exchange my cash and see how much of a hit mm-hmm. it takes. But back to Tim Hortons. I got. I have an espresso machine. Matt, do you have an espresso machine? Or did you? Uh, I don't know. I we thought have, you did. We've, you have some kind no, of machine. No, I think we just had like, we have, we have a, a dual machine. I've, I made you an espresso once, but it was like Thanks, uh, instant espresso. So oh, yeah, yeah, I don't that know. That was good. It was uh, hazelnut. Yeah. But uh, 
Tim Hortons came out with Nespresso pods. Worst coffee I've ever had in my life. Fuck you, Tim Hortons. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, you can't trust them, man. You can't no, trust them. They're terrible. They're just to keep your uh, hands warm in the winter, really, at the end of the day. Yep. And, and, and just to make that feeling of buying a coffee. I think the experience is always better than the actual product. Yeah, experience. Just like, the po- just like this podcast. 